0: Podcast: The podcast where we dive deep into the passions of the brotherhood. This is your host, Susie Dowd. All right. Hello, welcome to the first episode of the Passions Podcast, and thanks for tuning in today. I am so excited to be getting this podcast off the ground and kick it off with my first guest today. So she's a fellow member of FALL19, she's a junior studying accounting, pursuing sustainability and leadership certificates, and she can be seen strutting around campus with a flower crown, reusable water bottle, and her karaoke machine on wheels. That's right, you guessed it, Tia Forsyth! Woo!
1: (laughs) Thank you so much for having me, Susie, I'm honored to be here today. You have a great voice for radio. Um, and that description pretty much sums me up in a nutshell, but um, so talking more about my passion for sustainability, so this is kind of something that really took off actually when I got to college. Um, I have an older brother, I'm from Ohio, Akron, Ohio, the birthplace of LeBron James. Um, I have an older brother who is three years older than me, so he was a senior when I was a freshman in high school, and He's always been super... I don't know when it started, but I guess we spent a lot of time outside as kids, but he's also always super involved in, like, environmental clubs at our high school and stuff, like, along those lines, so he kind of developed this reputation as, like, nature boy, you know, <laughs> saving the earth like a it. and so people would... We were, like, very similar but very different, and so I just didn't want to, like, follow in his shadow in high school, so um, I never really got too much involved in high school but it's definitely something that I know is super important as we face the climate emergency and all this other stuff that 2020 is uh you know bringing to our attention I guess more so today but um yeah so that's I guess pretty much I guess how it started I just always felt connected to the outdoors love hiking playing sports hanging out with friends and family outside, and Um, So I really care about this planet and the people on it.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for introducing us to this passion. And so, you know, one could say that your brother kind of planted the seed, but after high school, the seed really started to grow as you got to Madison. Wow.
1: Did you just come up with that? Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's incredible.
1: Thank you. Of course. That's exactly how I feel. Yeah. I really did plant the seeds and, you know, they've only grown from here.
0: Yeah, so I don't
1: know what kind of true you'd be but.
0: yeah, yeah, of course. So, um, do you have any sustainability hacks specific to Madison?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so this is actually something I've like dove more into over the over the summer and kind of towards the end of last year. So, obviously, at Madison it's super cool because this is where um, Gaylord Nelson. We have the Gaylord Nelson Nelson Institute, and he went to school here, and he's one of the original founders of Earth Day. So, I think that, like, the ties are definitely, uh, you can see them in our school with, like, the, we have an Office of Sustainability, which is super cool. And definitely, like, not a lot of people know about the stuff that they do, but there's so many cool things you can do with them. So, I'm a a part of Greek life on campus as well, and there's something called the Green Greeks. So, the end of last year, we started um, the process of gaining Green Chapter Certification, which is... Um, You can go into your house and do a walkthrough with one of the sustainability interns and they like check off, um, they can make like a checklist for you um, in order to gain green chapter certification. So there's like a lot of waste that goes through the house with um, about normally in a normal year of 55 girls living there and some friends of mine in a club on campus um, did it with their chapter. So I decided to kind of take their idea and run with it as well and unfortunately um the year got cut short last year so we weren't able to finish it but i'm definitely looking to complete that this fall there's tons as far as on campus there's tons of orgs you can get involved in to learn more um in the business school there's the ethical and responsible business network which i've been a part of since freshman year and um I, that's a really cool one because you can do consulting projects with uh businesses in madison on like how to improve their sustainability and decrease their carbon footprint um so there's lots of cool things with that there's the sunrise madison club there's um a bunch of different student coalitions this year a club on campus so there's pretty much so many different ways you can get involved on on campus at least as far as living more sustainably in your apartment or wherever you're living this year um freshmen like it's a little different because but it's cool because the sustainability, the Office of Sustainability does a lot partnered with UW housing and the dining halls. So they have compost systems already, but that was one thing I kind of realized last year, how much as I moved my apartment from the dorms, how much food I waste um, that could be composted or, you know, uh, instead of going to the landfill and creating more emissions. So I looked up composting services in Madison, Cause I was thinking that there's got to be something out there, you know, <laughs> so there are actually a couple of different services. The one I'm trying to set up right now is called the Curbside Composter, so you can buy it on a, it's like monthly, I think it's about $28 a month, and I currently live with six other people, so that's a dollar from each of us a week, which is not bad at all, um, and a lot of people, like you'd be surprised once you ask your roommates, like they're probably going to be on board with it too, um, and this guy, he, it's like a local medicine business. He drops off a bucket at your apartment or home each week, and then you just put your food scraps in it or whatever can be composted. And then he comes by at the end of each week and replaces it for you. So if you live in an apartment building, you can put it in the garage, and he has lots of different garage codes around the city. And if he doesn't, then you just need to talk to, like, your manager about it, and you can set that up. Um, so that's one thing. There's definitely lots of cool places in Madison you can shop so one place I went to over the weekend is called the Willie Street Co-op um and you can actually buy into that and get discounts there um it's only like 18 bucks to become an owner because co-ops are actually owned by the customers um and I biked there with some of my roommates on like the Madison e-bikes which was really cool and because they have a stand right by there and we bought a bunch of stuff for reasonable price and it's all locally like most of the stuff there is locally sourced and um which is really cool too because um some food has to travel so far to get to your grocery store and make it to your fridge um so that definitely has a large impact as well and you're just kind of like directly investing in your community which is in itself something that's really good to do there's another store outside like the city called the green life trading company you can buy things in bulk and like definitely look up like reusable or eco-friendly like apartment or household items because the less plastic the better especially single-use plastic so whether it's like tupperware or like buying your food from a farmer's market using reusable produce bags instead of using the little ones that they have in the store it can make such a big difference because single-use plastic even though it might seem like uh something so little it can spend like 500 years before it can um, break down in a landfill and it doesn't even biodegrade it just breaks into bits and that's, those are what cause like microplastics and they've even found this in humans now so
0: it's kind of gross. Ca- yeah holy cow <laughs> I mean <laughs> I if not for the animals for yourself right? <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly they don't even know like what it can do to you yet so it's kind of freaky to think about um, how much plastic there is but yeah once you start ridding your, your life of plastic it's amazing how good you feel you know you kind of feel like a weight has been lifted off your shoulders because like just seeing how much waste you produce each day even it's just kind of crazy to think about
0: I definitely can can see that yeah even in my own life you know I fill up my garbage can so frequently and I'm like where's all this coming from and I think a lot of (laughs)
1: where's it all coming from (laughs) I have no idea It just appears wait I saw an Instagram post of because there is something I don't know if you've heard it's called Plastic Free July and I mm-hmm. forget what um organization started it it might have been the Greenpeace which is like an international or- organization but they basically challenged it was like a month-long challenge to not use any sort of uh, single-use plastic and I tried um to do that and I was actually pretty good about it but like I definitely started noticing more and more like the different all the different things I buy that like require single-use plastics and so you kind of are forced to get out of your comfort zone and find replacements for that. So whether it be, like, bringing your own utensils to, like, um, get, like, a salad from Salads Up or, you know, like, ice cream or something or making your own your own hummus instead of buying it at the store, that's something I permanently switch to because it's actually super easy to do and tastes pretty good. So all you need is, like, a few ingredients. Um, yeah. And there's also a Facebook page. Like, if you don't know what to do, you can always like reach out to me too if you want to like start on your sustainability journey i can connect you with different resources but there's a facebook page called waste free madison as well and that's another great resource to take advantage of
0: yeah awesome that's you've already shared a ton of different stuff that you know yeah i had no idea about like that composting thing that is so cool that someone just went and started that and yeah that's that's incredible (laughs) and you make your own hummus that's so cool (laughs) that is yep. yeah that's also quite impressive
1: um, <laughs> thank you thank you what's your recipe have have a, what's, whoa, whoa there you
0: go. <laughs> sorry gonna have to pay for that <laughs> okay, no,
1: it's like basically the same recipe they put on uh, the tahini jar that's like so i've never had tahini before but it's like super important for hummus making i don't even know what it is really i think it might be just like ground up sesame seeds but um it's like tahini chickpeas lemon juice a little water salt and i think that's it honestly then you just blend it all together a little like olive oil
0: yeah wow sustainability hacks and a hummus recipe what more could you <laughs> ask for so earlier you mentioned the climate emergency so what yeah. do you think are the most pressing issues related to sustainability that we're facing today
1: Oof, that is a loaded question to you. the climate emergency it's kind of crazy i've definitely like learned so much more about it and also about like environmental racism with the rise of the black lives matter movement over the summer um and so that was like super eye-opening for me because i before i would kind of just focus on like i love spending time outdoors and a big part of my focus and motivation for living more sustainably was just preserving like our outdoor spaces but I realized that it's also important to talk about the people who are disproportionately affected by climate change. Um, And a lot of times people don't think it's as bad because it it doesn't affect all areas of the world and people of the world equally. You want something bad, like that's really far away happens from you. You don't really feel the emotional impact as heavily. So at the beginning, very beginning of this year when the Amazon was burning and Australia was burning, obviously so many people helped like with whether it was monetarily or however they could with that disaster but um wildfires are extremely hard to to tame and i think people don't really realize the extremity of the climate emergency in itself um and then there's also like this whole system i mean our our economy is largely based off of oil and fracking and fossil fuels which are another bad thing that's really driving the climate emergency um so that's another thing that our generation is definitely gonna have to face as we transition to renewable energy it'll be interesting to see how these companies like bp and shell like adjust to that it's crazy once you start doing more research and reading about it um i'm taking a couple classes like on the environment this semester it's just crazy how much you see like it affects every single aspect of our lives and it's all like connected like the economy politics and um the ecology and the environment um so yeah i've definitely like how i myself have a lot more to learn but i would say i mean climate change is definitely the most <laughs> pressing issue right now but it's all connected with like clean air and clean water um and protecting those legislations um as well because once a lot of the time once water is contaminated with certain chemicals or toxins it is very hard or almost impossible to um, rid the water of those toxins so that's definitely something we're gonna have to face in our lifetimes but you know I have faith <laughs> in our generation
0: yeah I mean yeah I, I it's definitely very scary and I agree the more you dive into it the kind of scarier and more urgent it gets To yeah and maybe you know that'll drive people to action um, definitely yeah these... I remember
1: in like the first grade actually um these like second graders you know, <laughs> came to our classroom and they did like a little presentation on like um climate change or like the polar ice caps melting
0: mm-hmm. and I remember
1: like how scared I was um and I went to my teacher after the class and I was like is this actually gonna happen like I don't want the polar bears to die and she was like no, no, no like don't worry like it's you know it's like a theory and yeah. I, was like, oh. I was like okay <laughs> But no, it's actually. I mean, and now it's kind of upon us right now. As much as we don't want to believe it, but it's definitely something we all have to face at one point.
0: Yeah, for sure. I sometimes have the thought, like, what is my one, you know, plastic water bottle going to do? But you know, if you multiply that by, you know, three hundred million, that that has a huge impact. So if everyone just exactly does their part, yeah,
1: everyone's got to do a little bit to make a big difference.
0: There you go. Beautiful. Beautiful. (laughs) So, to move on to another question, so, you know, you're obviously a business major, um, yeah. so in your future, Business Badgers, business badgers Unite, um, <laughs> in, no, really. how do you plan to combine your interest in business with your passion for sustainability in your future?
1: Right, um, so I definitely would love to combine my major with, like, my passion for sustainability and um, environmental issues. Uh, I think that this is like a growing sector right now actually even though we've known about like all these things the climate change and everything since the 70s I think it's just definitely taken society a while to catch up with the especially in the business um economic sector because it's um been so based for so many years on like the industrial revolution and factories and like producing all these emissions, um, in order to keep our economy well-oiled and running and growing. Um, but I definitely want to explore, there's something called, in economics, there's something like called externalities. And these are like the costs that, um, aren't really accounted for when making decisions such as like creating greenhouse gases and emissions. Um, and that's like something that definitely has an important impact because, um, our economy can't like everything in the universe is going to go really deep but like everything has a limit so we can't have like infinite growth in our economy so I'm definitely interested in like researching doing more research on that um, and doing some true cost accounting to see like all these externalities that we're creating from chopping down trees to create paper and like what impact does that have on um, like the planet and people as well as profit so uh, one really cool like, company, I guess, organization that I'm interested in is B Corp's. Um, and they, it's basically using business for good. So they really focus on, they have like a whole agenda and a checklist. It's really hard to get B, B Corp certified, um, but the companies that are, are doing really good things in the world. So there's even one, uh, I think last year uh, in AKSI, there was a panel of a guy he it's called Invest. Um I think a couple couple kids in AKSI worked for them over the summer. But um that's a B Corp in Madison and there's like a whole Facebook page of local B Corps in Wisconsin. Um so I reached out to them recently just to see like about any like job opportunities and stuff. Um and they were super nice. Like I just messaged on Facebook and they got right back to me. So there's tons of B Corps out there that you can work for and work with and I think that there's a lot to be learned from those companies and what they're doing for the, um, people in their communities and the planet as well as, like, making a profit, I guess.
0: Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And, um, I definitely agree that it's going to become increasingly important that companies are, you know, conscious of their environmental impact just in terms of the planet and in terms of hopefully, um, growing and profiting, um,
1: Definitely. A lot of the time, I think um, our economy is typically focused on short-run benefit and, like, how the market's doing that day. Is it good or is it bad? But in the long run, you want to think about, like, equilibrium and sustaining for future generations. Um, You know, long-run benefits are just as more, if not more important, than I think, than short-run benefits.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I was actually reading um, the other day an article about Unilever and how they are – putting their environmental impact and other impacts that they're having kind of more at the forefront of their business plan and they are focusing more on long-term growth rather than short-term but they're also experiencing short-term growth so they're kind of trying to prove that you know big business can be for good so I know you already mentioned um, a few ways that you kind of act to this passion in your day-to-day life through like composting and shopping at the co-op and things but are there any other ways that this passion shows up in your everyday life
1: um yeah so I actually watched a really good documentary last uh fall that my mom actually made me watch (laughs) but (laughs) it was um super good it's like one of those documentaries you turn on It was kind of weird because a few of her friends like told her like they all found it at the same time without even talking to each other and they all it all made them want to eat um go totally plant-based if not like majority plant-based but it's called the game changers so it talks about um a lot about athletes but also like other reasons to adopt a more plant-based diet and that's individually one of the best things you can do to reduce your impact um on climate change and uh just reduce i guess your carbon footprint but um so yeah I definitely eat plant-based almost all the time but there's like definitely like I think a lot of people are a little scared of it um so I definitely recommend watching that documentary because it gives you lots of reasons explains why to do it and gives you many reasons to do it but also like don't beat up on yourself if you just want to start small and adopt a more like plant heavy um diet and just kind of cut back on red meats, that's awesome too. I mean, like we were saying earlier, it's, it's the little things that count. So, um, definitely I wouldn't, I would say to not be afraid of adopting that diet. Um, because there's so many alternatives out there now, whether it's beyond meat or just like almonds, milk, cheese, you know, there's like a thousand different milk alternatives. So, um, it's definitely like opened my mind. Um, and, like, palate, I guess, to different flavors. Um, and I, I cooked a lot over quarantine, which was fun. So vegan cooking is, is easy because, you know, nothing's raw, and it's pretty cheap, too, because <laughs> meat can actually get pretty pricey. But – so that's one thing I do. That's probably one of the biggest things. Um, but as, other than that, like, I definitely try to avoid plastic when shopping, um, single-use plastics, and, like, buy – Uh, Tupperware that's like glass and reusable produce bags. You can even make them out of like old t-shirts. Before I came back to school this year, I went through all my old t-shirts and just kind of tried to find ways to repurpose them. So whether it's cutting them up and like turning it into a quilt, there's different websites you can find to do that with, which is cool. Or you can, if you have a sewing machine or know someone with one, um, you can actually cut up your shirts and like turn it into reusable produce bags. So that's like another way to reuse... Old clothing um if you don't donate it um I would actually recommend trying to reuse them like that before donating because a lot of the times donations just end up in the landfill anyways which is like another big thing is fashion pollution um the whole fashion industry is like very a big contributor to um you know climate change in itself I guess do I don't know I can't speak too much off the top of my head about that but um, but yeah, it's definitely worth researching. Um, and then not buying, oh yeah, so not buying on impulse. There's another good Netflix documentary called The Minimalist um, or Minimalism. And I would not describe myself as a minimalist. However, it was very eye opening for me. And I definitely try to cut back on my consumption because of it and just like live a more simple life, like free of little knickknacks and stuff like that because i definitely i have a whole costume box like in my closet i love costumes and just like i've always been one to like souvenirs or like just i don't know little funny like like knickknacks at like a prank store (laughs) but um (laughs) that like once you purge yourself of like a lot of your little belongings um it's honestly kind of feels like such a weight has been lifted off your shoulder and just start packing lighter um so like that was really cool too so whenever I think about buying something new like a whether it's like clothes or like a little I don't know whatever it may, might be I definitely think about it I think about like do I really need this like if I buy it right now will I regret it in the next couple of days how how often am I going to use this is it worth it so stuff like that like I would call that not buying on impulse but really thinking before you buy that's like kind of conscious consumerism which is another interesting topic as well um and that is actually they talk about in the documentary but it can even be proven to like make you happier in the long run which is really cool you just focus more on like your like relationships with people and your goals instead of instead of focusing on buying constantly buying new things and having to work so you can afford more stuff um so that was a cool concept too from that documentary that i learned um and then i definitely try to like follow on like social media um diversify and i guess like kind of green my feed so i follow like the green piece there's a really cool um blogger called or her name's green girl leah is her tag but her name's leah thomas and it was cool so the club that i'm in um ethical and responsible business network she actually spoke she was a speaker last year um she worked for patagonia and now she she posted this thing um um at the after the murder of George Floyd and the rise of the BLM movement this summer and it said environmentalists for for black lives and it it went viral um, and I like saw it on every single like social media that has to do with environmentalism um, that I follow at least and so it was really cool because I had emailed with her last year and now she's like pretty well known and famous like I know a lot of people that follow her now so it was cool because I don't know I feel like I knew her before, like, the rest of the world kind of knew her, but she's awesome. She posts really cool stuff, and it's definitely important to follow, like, minority voices, um, because they've traditionally been silenced in the history of the environmental movement. Um, So, yeah, I guess following different activists like that, um, and then... Just kind of like do your research when it comes to brands and stuff because a lot of brands will claim that they're doing great great things for the environment um and or like you know i don't have like a tree on the label and you're like oh it's good for the environment like i'll buy that but <laughs> but actually not all um like it's something called greenwashing so a lot of the times that's what they want you to think but it's not actually good for the environment um so definitely do your research on different brands and like what they're doing look up there there's something called sustainability reports and often you don't have to do like that in depth of research but another good option is just investing straight into your community um so go to farmers markets um when you can and just kind of like i guess reducing your consumption can can go a long way
0: yeah thank you those those are all really 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 great ways and um a lot of them are pretty pretty easy to do you know on like a smaller scale like just following someone on instagram or just you know trying to consciously avoid plastic or eating less um you know animal products so you mentioned that you do eat plant-based so do you have any you know easy college plant-based recipes for the people
1: oh yeah oh my gosh yeah um so there's actually well okay so i can't take credit myself for any of these but there's a really good cookbook that I ordered with my mom last year because she used plant-based as well. Um, and it's called – they changed the name of it because it was not appropriate. But um, I think it's called Bad Bad Manners Kitchen um, now. And so um, they have a really, really good, like, plant-based cookbook, and it's, like, short recipes, so – and they're easy. Um and so like that was kind of how I learned I think best how to like cook plant-based but like there's definitely staples that I recommend so buying like black beans, garbanzo beans, lentils, quinoa are like really great ones for um because quinoa is a complete protein so is black beans um so I cook with those things a lot and they just kind of like go with a lot of different things um I make a lot of salads like but like I, I traditionally am not a big fan of salad, but you can make them good. <laughs> so I use like kale and spinach. I'll put in like uh, whatever veggies I like. Um, what else? I don't know. I make a lot of oatmeal in the mornings. Definitely, I follow like the minimalist bakers. One good account on Instagram, and then there's like tons of other like vegan accounts. There's one called like Vegan News, and they post like different recipes all the time. So that gives me some ideas, like different ideas sometimes. Um, my favorite thing I've probably made it's called like a zucchini boat so I got the zucchini from the farmer's market and you literally just cut it in half like scoop out the middle put a little marinara in there and like garlic and like some spices and then you just like throw it in the oven and it's like a zucchini boat and it's so good.
0: <laughs> yeah, I also love zucchini boats. My mom actually introduced me to that one and Oh yeah. really? Yeah. Oh cool.
1: I love yeah, zucchini. I've never boats. like seen anyone else eat them but I, I feel like I kept seeing them on like different food accounts. So I was like, I guess I'll try this. It was really yeah.
0: good. Very good, very 10 good. Ten out of
1: ten would recommend. Oh yes. Very good. Very
0: nice. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you had to leave everyone with like one final tip or thought on, um, you know, being a sustainable college student specifically in Madison, what what would you leave them with? What advice would you give them? Love one
1: another, one love, one heart. Let's get together and be all right.
0: It almost <laughs> sounds familiar, like a song.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, no, I guess just kind of like spend some time, more time outside, appreciate your surroundings. And just care for the your home and your community and the people around you that feel it like that you know you love.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, huh? One love, yeah. one love,
1: one love, one heart.
0: Yeah, <laughs> let's get together and be all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
1: And, and I would say one step at a time too. You know, take baby steps. You don't have to dive into it all at once because that can actually end up being a little more stressful, and um, you just might get burned out. So just ease into it you know take it one day at a time if you ever need any resources or like you just don't know what to do you can always reach out to me too
0: yeah me <laughs> yeah thank you so much <laughs> and so no um, you know we, we talked about your passion here but now let's get to know a little bit more about you it's time for hot mic Tia are you ready
1: oh. oh my gosh I think I was born for this moment
0: all right here we go let's dive into it your favorite place on campus
1: i would say either the terrace which is you know i don't know it's basic but it's true or picnic point i love running to picnic point
0: oh very nice very nice what is one of your guilty pleasures
1: um guilty pleasure definitely i love ice cream so if i buy a pint of ben jerry's i'll probably finish it myself Or, I also love karaoke, and I don't know if I would describe it as a guilty pleasure, but however, when my roommates and I get a little loud and rowdy, I do feel bad for the neighbors. So we were singing Mamma Mia, singing along the other night, and you know, things just kind of got out of hand, and (laughs) we had to to pause (laughs) to give ourselves a reality check. So I would say ice cream, karaoke. Or costumes I do love Halloween
0: there you go yeah what's your go-to karaoke song
1: oh oh my gosh this is also a hard question I think if I was put in a situation where I had to sing a karaoke song in front of like a large crowd and I was just an amazing singer you know or else like the stakes were extremely high I think I would sing Bohemian Rhapsody okay. but that's an extremely difficult song to conquer <laughs>
0: that it is I haven't, I haven't reached
1: that level yet yep. so I, you know whatever they play whatever they play whatever
0: they play yeah just yeah go with the flow go with the flow yeah and what's your uh, most favorite Halloween costume that you've ever dressed up in
1: oh my gosh um one year wait on the topic of sustainability one year I got one of those costumes that like blows up it was and I it was uh, green and then I painted on it, I painted, or it was blue or something, I don't, I think it might have been blue, and I painted, like, green on it, and, like, white, so it looked like the earth. Look <laughs> at that. The earth on Halloween.
0: That passion like, even, it even shines through to the I Halloween costumes. That.
1: Yeah, that was in, like, the, um, 7th or 8th grade, I think, that I did that, That's but a- whenever I think of, like, Halloween, I always think, when I was younger, I, for, like, five years straight, I think I was Scooby-Doo, so... <laughs>
0: I don't know. That just Classic. makes that makes so much sense for you. I, could, I can see it. I can see it. Um, it's
1: really a hallmark of my personality.
0: And I know you're trying to leave a, lead a more minimalist lifestyle, but do you have any yeah. uh, recent weird purchases?
1: Yes, actually. I'm addicted. I forgot to mention this earlier. Facebook Marketplace is a great place to buy things secondhand. Um, I have a personal addiction. But my roommate and I, we actually recently purchased a door from the Facebook marketplace so we're going to paint it we're going to use it as a, a dining table and um yeah
0: wow that so, is but it's, it's actually huge that is a uh, you know what a, yeah it's a great repurposing great repurposing yeah, yeah. yeah
1: and like who knew people were selling those yeah within like five miles of us no, there were like yeah. five options yeah like 10 bucks you know
0: i, I love it i love a good door table uh this begs the question <laughs> are you gonna leave the handle on the door
1: the the dope the, <laughs> the handle actually didn't come with the door so okay we don't even have the option yeah it was just a straight plank of wood door like yeah it came with the door frame though that's that's the weird part.
0: <laughs> so then, this begs the next question: What are you doing with the door frame?
1: We're just leaving it on for now, I guess. It was nailed to the doors, so like we don't really know how to remove it. That's another challenge for, for another day.
0: There's nothing like a good quarantine project, you know.
1: Yeah, exactly. We could have a whole podcast just on doors,
0: I yeah. guess. Yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> and on, <laughs> you know, on the topic of quarantine, COVID nineteen. Do you have any online school hacks?
1: I honestly, I wish I did I don't think I do. I would just say for last semester, my biggest hack was definitely the pass-fail option, which definitely came in handy, especially when the the semester was just kind of sprung upon us online. But um, for this semester, my personal goal is really to just stay on top of my work and not fall behind um, with these assignments. I guess today, actually, hack, if something's not working for you, and your teacher's not being helpful and do it doesn't know how to fix it i downloaded firefox wow what a browser all my issues resolved
0: really i yeah i don't know i don't know what it is but like ingrained (laughs) in me is like anti-firefox i know right yeah i
1: was very anti-firefox as well but it has only proven me wrong to this day wow the past four hours you know it's worked like a charm
0: okay well yeah that is a hack for sure And we'll just, we'll move into the last few questions here. If you could only use a fork or a spoon for the rest of your life, which are you picking?
1: You know what? I love this question. I would pick a fork. Because, or, wait, is this fork? Is that a loophole?
0: Um, yes, it's a loophole.
1: Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay, I would pick a fork. Um, it would definitely be difficult to eat soup, but you could thicken it and make it more like a stew, I guess, and just get, like, the good nutrients and then you can just drink it when it's like liquidy.
0: Sure. Um, yeah.
1: But, but I also prefer eating things like ice cream with a fork, which is definitely unusual, but I think it makes it taste better.
0: Okay, so we have a hot take from Tia Forsyth <laughs> Ice cream tastes better with a fork. We're going to just move <laughs> right through that one. And the last question Do you put your milk or your cereal in the bowl first?
1: Oh my, what am I, a psychopath? No, I'm just kidding. No no uh, judgment for the people out there, listeners out there that do do that, but I'm more of a cereal milk kind of girl. Definitely pour the cereal first, and then the milk comes, but I'm interested in having conversations with those who do the opposite.
0: Sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I am also a cereal first, then milk girl, so um there's definitely a right answer and and that's it um so thank you so much Tia for sharing your passion with us today you're definitely a a pioneer and an advocate for sustainability and it's really great to see how your passion really shines through you know through your social media through your actions through your involvement and even through you know your studies so thank you Susie that means the world thank you Thanks for listening. If you have a passion, reach out and you could be on next week's episode.